0: All right, welcome back to the Linger Hockey Podcast. We're in partnership with the Black and Gold Hockey Production Studios. You're here with co-host, father and son duo today. Dad, how are you doing this afternoon?
1: Doing great, Andrew. We're going to cover a little bit of EIHL, particularly uh, the Sheffield Steelers. And if we got time, we'll talk a little bit about the Boston Bruins as well. So uh, quick episode today, just to see where uh, things are at on November I believe it is so you ready to go
0: yeah absolutely go ahead and kick it off Ted
1: all right so Sheffield is uh doing very very well eight and two the only team that has more wins I believe is Guildford so uh and again kind of the dark horse team Guildford right
0: I think they were last place last season so so the the top is awesome yeah it's good for them
1: Um, you know they really need it and it is the beginning of the season so we have a long way to go but so far so good for the Sheffield Steelers Um, here are some key points that are impressive so the goals for and goals allowed by the team so they've scored 42 goals and they've only allowed 18 and I believe they have right now the lowest goals against
0: in well, the league. And, well, and the thing is, too, their penalty kill um, percentage rate right now is, I believe, about 92%. So they're stopping uh, most of the things that are coming into their zone. So uh, the defense is doing really well, doing very well. And But who's the goalie? Greenfield, right? Isn't he playing just about every game? I mean, he's been on fire, right? He has. Uh, let's, let's, uh,
1: we'll talk about him. So yeah, he's, he's eight and three. Um, and uh he's got three shutouts and it is early in the season, but he does have you know at least 10 11 games in. So he's got a 1.64 goals against again, early in the season, but he's playing a lot of games. He's three shutouts, Andrew. Yeah So he's doing real well, good defense, but he's stopping the puck. And it's strange enough when Oslung, Got hurt, what is did he get hurt preseason or the first game or something? He got hurt, ir- might even been before the season started. He got hurt, and Matt had to step up to the plate. Boy, did he step up to the plate. I think this is a great example of a hockey player taking advantage of an opportunity to shine, and uh, he's the number one goalie. He deserves it.
0: Oh, absolutely, yes. And, Dad, let's talk, too um, – you Know they have their new players that are playing really well. I, I hate trying to pronounce the name, but Daniel C. C. Campini. Um, he's been doing, Champini.
1: yeah, yeah, Champini.
0: Champini's been doing really well five goals, 14 points, and 11 games. Uh, Martin Latal is the only other one that's about a point per game player. He's uh, he's batting, you know, five goals, five assists, or 10 points for 11 games. Man, they're doing pretty well, but like you said, if you look at the stats list, I mean, just about everybody. Um, is pitching in right now, um, and then you've also got Matt Petgrave, who um, I know is kind of a big star over there for Sheffield on defense, and even um, you know he's leading the team in penalty minutes and leading all defensemen with points right now as well. So they're they're they've definitely got the depth scoring down, Dad. I don't think that they have to worry, excuse me, too much about that area. No, they've got they've got depth.
1: They, their secondary scoring is is doing their job. Um, you know, they're really rocking and rolling. Of course, you know, Scott Allen's uh, uh, leading with goals. He's got seven goals, two assists. Uh, Brett Newman, you know, three goals, five assists. And how about this one? Brandon McNally. He's got seven points, three goals. And yeah. we would, uh, we're trying at the moment to uh, uh, see if we can't get Brandon on the podcast. We just think his personality would be a, a great fit for our podcast. So, uh, if you're listening there, Brandon, I would love to get you on the podcast, but moving on, Andrew, something that's impressive, um, that I read, I didn't, I didn't know about this, but I read is that, uh, Conley had to step up to the plate and move from forward to, de- to defense. And, uh, he's able to do that. And coach Foxy was pretty pleased when he was able to do that. But again, that just shows the depth of some of the players that they have on the team.
0: Oh, absolutely. One player I'm a little surprised at, I don't know if you'd consider maybe a slow start to the season, but Robert Dowd, just a single goal and four points so far. He still, I think, brings a lot to the lineup and brings a lot of that that energy. And, you know, Robert Dowd's such a complimentary player. You know, I know that they can fit him up on those top six lines, but if they need to, boost up some guys down on the bottom six middle six whatever they can throw him down there um I just like I said I don't know if it's just kind of um where he's at right now but he does lead the team or no I'm, I'm sorry he's second tied for second on team for shots on goals and he's right. got over 50 shots which is joining just one other person who's Brett Newman on the team and Daniel um Champagne so you know I, I think he's getting his chances, I think that he's definitely shooting the puck, it looks like, but because we don't watch the games, Dad, we can only really see through highlights. highlights yeah. So um, it just seems like maybe just the luck for Robert Dow, maybe it's just not going in, but you look at the output offensively, and he's certainly shooting the puck and getting his chances. Um, so hopefully um, it starts going for Dow because he's just such a good player for that team.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So they do have <clears> – <throat> I would say their top three players, at least according to the stats here, is the Champini, Latal, and and Allen. Scott Allen, once again, doing a great, great job. I mentioned him uh, a moment ago. And this Raska, four goals, five assists. I mean, man, this is uh, uh, just an exciting team to watch here at the moment. Uh, There is a news for people that uh, might be listening to this um, on Saturday, November 5th. So that game and it's against uh, Manchester, uh, the coach is putting in Jordan McLaughlin. Now, he's a Brit player, uh, been around a little bit, has some EIHL experience, doesn't have great stats. When I looked him up, he's uh, six six one, and he's uh, 23 years old, so he still gets some room to grow there. But it looks like that the coach is obviously got to get a little bit of relief for Greenfield here, so we're hoping that Jordan steps in and has, uh, you know, gets hot and is able to, you know, cover that backup role because Greenfield can't play every game.
0: No, he can't, and uh, and look too, you know, if, if they can just keep up the defense too, doesn't matter what goalie's going to be in there. You know, the goalie's going to go in there, try and do his job, um, and you know, the big thing is too is don't take dumb penalties, right? That's always something. But dad, a fun fact too we're only 11 games into the season for Sheffield, you know, they have six shorthanded goals. I mean, that's half, half a shorthanded goal a game. So every other game, they're getting a shorthanded goal. So they're being very aggressive with a large box style. And if they can just continue to be aggressive on the penalty kill as well, um, it looks like their five on five stats defensively are really, really uh, good as well. So I, I don't think that it's going to be too much defensive work, obviously you got to keep it up, but just make sure that everybody continues to chip in. And you could save those goalies any day. I think that um, Sheffield should have some people that they can sign with the new organization that can help out Greenfield.
1: Yeah. And there's some room here as far as when we're looking at the overall stats for improvement for Sheffield. Um, and we're getting nitty gritty here because, you know, we're, we're devoted hockey fans. Most, one of the important things that a team can do is win faceoffs, and they're about 50%. And uh, I'm, I'm sure that uh, Coach Fox's working with the centermen to make sure that they're working the best they can to uh you know get that puck back to the defense and win those faceoffs. So they're only 50%. I'd like to see that improvement. And of course the power play is at what like 11% right now.
0: Yeah. So our so is a little weak.
1: So we need to uh we need to shore up the power play a little bit. But like you said the penalty kill is 92% almost so they're really doing well there. So, hey, the team is off to a good start. They played Manchester on Saturday. Oh, and by the way, um, of course, the EHL fans know uh, the Challenge Cup <clears throat> that goes on during the season. And this Challenge Cup, Sheffield, um, you know, made it into the quarterfinals. So, uh, you know, good for them with the Challenge Cup. So uh, Sunday, the 6th, they've got Fife at home. And then I would love to go next Wednesday, November 9th, Coventry's coming to Sheffield. And remember that, I believe, the last time Sheffield was in Coventry, um, they had the coach and players had some stuff thrown on them. There was a big hoopla about what happened there. And I know the coach was kind of not happy about having stuff thrown at him. And, And I don't blame him. What's going on with the... Hockey f- fans, they're starting to be like 1970s NHL hockey fans here in Coventry.
0: You know, it's like with the whole world and all the hate that everybody's building up in their heart, I think it's just so much easier to, you know, get mad, <laughs> team and everything. I mean, dude, look at the Bruins, right? We're, we're 10 wins, one loss, and people are still complaining about the team. So I think, you know, I, I don't know, who knows, but it, it is nice sometimes that you, you can look at it and say, oh, that's passion or, or whatever. Some people think it's dumb, but... You know, I one of the players from Vancouver, I forgot who it was. Um, anyways, he had said that whenever he saw the jersey get thrown over, something he knew, like, we had to get better. And he said that he stayed up all night thinking about that because the fans just aren't appreciated. They're willing to throw a jersey over, bro. If they're willing to go crazy like that, you know, clearly, you know, they're passionate fans, but you also got to calm down. You know, it's just it's just a game, right? You know, like so let everybody. me run
1: down the teams here where they're at. So uh, you know, like I said, Sheffield is uh, and I think I said eight and two, it's really eight and three. My my apologies. Um, the Cardiff Devils, you know, they're uh they're at like seven wins. Coventry, five wins, uh four losses. Uh Belfast, six and two. Yep. So they're hanging in there. Um, and of course, uh the clan, we're not going to mention, uh, you know, we talked to a couple uh, players sort of off air communication wise. And they're now that uh, the team, the team itself with, I think the ownership, the management uh, they've, you know, had their problems dealing with what they're dealing with. And now that they, uh, the players, you know, hopefully the, the players feel the team can move forward now, but they're at a lowly one win you know, and eight losses. So, uh, you know, the clan is not doing well. Fife, they're three and eight and, uh, Dundee three and eight and Manchester three and six. So, uh, that's kind of where everybody's at, at the moment. So, uh, like we said, Sheffield's going to be looking at Manchester and then they're looking at Fife on uh, Sunday and then Coventry. So they got, uh, they got a couple tough teams here. Definitely. Uh, you can't count out Manchester. And of course, uh, you know, there's a big rivalry between Manchester and Sheffield and uh, you got to watch out for a few of those Manchester players. You know, they can, they can be sneaky and they can put the puck in the net. Oh yeah. So, uh, so uh, let's shift real quick to the Boston Bruins because they're a similar team here in the national hockey league in the United States, or should I say North America um, they're 10 and one.
0: Yes. And uh, my father went to bed early, but uh, it was a great comeback game the other night where uh, Bruins came back from a five, five, two deficit and, and won. you know, there's no quitting that team dad. And then you watched did you watch the game last night or you, it was, no, it, was out, right?
1: it was blacked out, but uh, you know, Bruins won again. But uh, the sad thing is uh, Swayman's out. Uh, I, I don't know the official diagnosis, but looking at the video, it looks like a hyperextended left knee. Bergeron slammed into him, but <clears throat> we want to uh, notice the similarities here between a Sheffield and a Boston Bruins at the moment. And again, it's great goaltending. Uh, Allmark is great for the Boston, and Greenfield's great for Sheffield. And the secondary scoring,
0: all three, all four lines of the Boston Bruins getting it done. Oh yeah, well, and like I said, I'll I'll go on here and I'll say this. I said it in front of Cappy because I know he'll call me out. Nick Felino's been a bit of an MVP so far this season. He did really well again yesterday, um, setting up Trent Frederick's goal and everything. So, look, you know, we complain about certain things, and these players do well. So, good for them. Um, Dad, Derek Forbert officially got announced yesterday. He is out with a broken finger undergoing surgery or yeah, under I saw, four to six weeks.
1: Yeah, I saw that.
0: Swainman is week to week. I don't think they, I think, just labeled it as a lower. Lower body injury, and hopefully we get McAvoy soon. But Dad, what do you think about Marshant? I mean, your wife's a doctor. Is it healthy for him to come back so early from his, you know, goal from you know recovery? She from said that-
1: she said that you know when you have a twenty four seven doctors and personal trainers, um, while she was surprised he came back early, she said you'd be surprised if you had, you know, the amount of you know support medically, physical therapy wise that you know. Uh, he could come back that early, but uh, you know, certainly he's, he's playing well. Uh, I think he's misplaying with his teammates. So uh, the Bruins are on a roll, but I know that the coach wasn't happy with uh, a morning skate a few days ago. So I, I, you know, he's trying not to let the team become complacent or have too much confidence. I'm not sure. But um, it was this, the game with Pittsburgh where they had to come back from a three-goal deficit. Right. So hopefully that was the wake-up call that, you know, you, you got to keep, you know, 100% and you can't slack off.
0: Well, Dad, you look at the top eight teams right now um, on the East Coast uh, side and, you know, you have teams like Buffalo, New Jersey. I mean, bro, they're like 7-3. and three. I mean, these these teams that were – you know, down and out last season, they're catching up. Detroit's doing well. I mean, all these young, fast teams and these teams like Washington and Pittsburgh, man, they're slowing down. And the Bruins can say that they're slowing down too, but dude, I don't know about you, but Bergeron creates They look like they haven't lost a step.
1: No, they haven't lost a step. And, uh, it's refreshing to see. I was I, w- I welcome Krejci back, but, again, they're, they're getting to be so old, you, you can't – you know, the fans can't expect them to be 2011. Um, but they are at the moment. So, hopefully that lasts. Hopefully they don't have any injuries. Uh, I know Krejci – is Krejci out? He was hurt the other night. Do you know?
0: I think he's just out for hopefully just game by game. We'll, we'll see. I don't think it's anything serious. But uh, again.
1: Like uh, Dave Capuano says, it's early in the season, so you can't really uh, rule anything in or out or make too many judgments, even though I think this is one of the, if not the best start for the Boston Bruins and might even be all time. I, I don't know.
0: Yeah. They said as of yesterday, it was the best start in franchise history. So it's a good start, but you know, the Bruins do, they, they do really well. They're have a big lead in a game and then they love just to kick back and, and let people catch up so hopefully like you said they keep their head on a swivel because any team can beat them any team
1: yep and like uh, Dave Capuano told us uh, the coach is letting them play and I think that's showing uh, when you're allowing the freedom for the players to play the way that they want to play how they feel they need to play Um, good things are happening and hey Cassidy, to his benefit, you know, I'm not a big Cassidy fan as far as a coach with the Bruins. I, I think he's a wonderful coach. I just didn't, I just think the Bruins started to tune him out. And, you know, he was sending just too many players up and down, up and down. And it, it, it needed the to, to change. But he's out there in Vegas. They're at like eight and two or something ridiculous like that, nine and two. So they're ten, off to a wins. good start.
0: 10 wins now. They beat us to it last
1: night. Oh, they did. Okay. So they're 10 wins. So good for Cassidy. Uh, you know, I'm happy for him. I got nothing against the guy, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm right now. I'm happy that we have Montgomery.
0: Yeah. I think he's an excellent coach and <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> it's similar to the style that Martin St. Louise bring to the NHL dad, which we have talked a lot with former coaches that have been on here and um, things like that, but allow the people, allow those players to play, especially those star players. You want to keep them, straight into a system and tell them what to do. You got to let them have that freedom to do what they were blessed to have those skills to do for. I mean, don't you agree in a way? I mean, you got to have systems. Montgomery praised the defensive system that he walked into. He didn't have to work on it, but I think if you allow these players to kind of communicate on the ice and play, I think you might see better results. Sometimes. What do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And the players that have extraordinary hockey IQ, that hockey sense, um, you've got to let them roll with that. And sometimes if that goes outside of the system for 10, 20 seconds, and that's what it does. I mean, that's why you're paying them the big bucks. You don't want robots out there. Um, but uh, anyway, we're going to keep this episode short. Andrew, we've got about three or four guests lined up. I know we have a former NHL who played in the in the late 90s. Uh, committed to coming on the show next week. At least we'll talk to him next week. I'm not sure when we're going to be able to release it. Um, We've got two other hockey players and a few in the pipeline. So it looks like from now until the beginning of uh, 2023, we'll have uh, quite a few guests on. And of course we will try to get some updates on both uh, the EIHL. I know we should uh, try to do an episode on some of the other teams uh, besides Sheffield, since we have quite a few followers from Manchester and also uh, Coventry and also some Fife fans and of course clan fans. So um, we're happy to see that on our Twitter, all of the new uh, UK listeners and uh, we'll try to we're working on trying to get a couple EHL players on.
0: Awesome. Well yeah, it'll be good. Keep a look on our social medias to see what guests are coming up. Um, and we again appreciate everybody tuning in, man. We're past 100 episodes and still going very, very strong. So,
1: all right. So this is episode, I think, 105 concluded, Andrew. I'll talk to you next time. All right. We'll see you guys then.